0: Good to go
1: with it's
0: more of the Matt Wyatt Show, coming to you direct and live. Ba-ba, let's go. <laughs> Hour two of the show off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau the Law, the, what did I say, the what? The Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, staying connected to you because of C the number one network in Mississippi, C customer inspired. Back with you, Hour 2, and a lot to get into. Uh, First, though, some of your comments on the live stream and your texts coming up. And uh, if you're curious what those numbers are, I'll give them to you. Uh, Feel free to text or call. I got a comment on Facebook from Christopher, and it said, Arnett is going to have this team ready to hit somebody. Not that Mike Leach wasn't a motivator, but Arnett just seems to have that fire and the players seem to feed off of his energy. Yeah. Well, I think you're, you're exactly right about that. And, you know, too, Zach sort of, um, he sort of struck me as someone who 90% of his coaching fire and energy, he spent it in practice. And getting them ready to go and understanding what to do. And then, like, game day, he's just like, you know, all right, open the cage. Let's go. And he also has a lot of fun celebrating plays that his defense makes on the sideline. And, again, that's part of it. His energy is a little bit more. I like that about him. It's like Zach's energy on game day was a little bit more we're ready to go and we're fired up just to watch it happen. Let's go. He's patting people Whereas in practice it's more uh, <laughs> it's more getting your butt chewed, you know, for one little wrong step and for being too slow and not paying attention and you know. So he's breathing fire during the week and then he's on game day he's like Ric Flair. Woo, let's go. You know, that kind of guy. Appreciate the comment. Uh Walter commented on YouTube. He's watching. He said, greetings from Vicksburg. I miss Ryan doing his impersonations on your show. He did leech for Coach Arnett and Selman, that said on the Road Dogs tour when they came through town and they loved it. Um, Yeah, if you see Ryan, tell him to call us on the Davini phone, 995-1059. Aaron commented on Facebook, said this offense will make Woody's draft stock Skyrocket if he stays healthy. I think that that's right. And you know, let's just say it like it is. Running backs are not a real valued position right now in the NFL. In fact, uh, what was it a couple of days ago? Dez Bryant, the former Cowboys receiver, put a thing out on social media, and he's like, "Can anybody explain this to me?" And it was like the average salary for NFL kickers was about two million dollars more than the average salary of NFL running backs. Um. But, yes, draft stock, just an opportunity to play in that offense and do some different stuff, get different kinds of touches and maybe some of those meaningful ones a little more often. Gene commented and said, Did you hear what Will said about uh, name, image, and likeness and transfer portal? Did you hear what Will said? Now, well, Gene, I'll tell you, I don't know if this is the exact same one, but I did hear one comment that Will Rogers made yesterday at Media Days, and and it was along the same line. So I don't know if it's the same one you're talking about. I thought I couldn't hear the question that was asked, but I thought he was asked about like if you were to give some advice to other quarterbacks who are either up and coming or first year who wanted to get to where you are. Three-year starter, set some records, a chance to be a senior starter, go to media days and all that. Like like, you know, giving advice basically about how to approach. I, I think that's what the question was. I did my best to try to decipher it. Um, here's what Will Rogers said in response to that.
1: Uh, try and win as many games as you can. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I mean... Obviously, the direction that college football has gone with the NIL and things like that, um, I feel like you could get wrapped up in maybe the other things and not football as much. So I feel like you just need to stay focused and keep the main thing the main thing, you know, try and win games um, and don't get wrapped around all the stuff off the field.
0: There's a little bit from Will. Uh, Also, yesterday, Will was asked about, the experience of just in one spring and now off season having Zach Arnett, you know, as the head coach and how he fits in that role.
1: Yeah, he's done a really good job of just kind of, you know, being himself. You know, obviously he had his, uh, his own style and his kind of own swagger of, that he brought with the defensive side of the ball. And I think he's just brought that over as to our whole team now. So, you know, I think it's a it's a great thing for Coach Arnett to be our head coach, and I think he's the perfect guy for Mississippi State.
0: So there you go. I don't know if that's exactly the same deal, but I also did catch it, some of it live. Uh, Will was doing an interview with uh, somebody on the uh, SEC network, and it was name, image, likeness stuff. And he said some of it's good. You know, players can use their name, if whatever, but some of it too gets out of hand, and I think that's probably an understatement. More on that in the coming days. All right, over to the text line. Talking about the offensive line, I did make the state or the comment that, you know, I felt like, you know, new roles, new sort of style of playing, new coach, new calls, that kind of thing. So there's naturally going to be an adjustment period for everybody, including the offensive line. They'll probably be better or should should be better in week five than they are in week one. Jason said, that's what I'm thinking too. The schedule sets up well. He says, if you're going to struggle, it might as well be in games. That you probably weren't going to win anyway. <laughs> he says, that's a good point there. Opportunity for a big run later in the season if things come together. Uh, somebody text, unnamed texter, hit us up on the country, please, and text line. Country, please, and sausage. 885-3776, the number to text, 885-3776. They said, state has no choice but to be tough in the division that it's in. If not, they'll be if not, they will fall behind. Texas and Oklahoma are going to learn something soon enough. Yeah, I think they are. and I think their fans are. And not that They're going to have good teams. They're going to have some good wins and good players and all that. But the first couple of years of going through the gauntlet of week after week after week, there, are, there is no taking a breath. You know, I think it will be a little different for them. Denzel, Texas, the shown said, I thought it was funny yesterday – When Will said that the first time he got under center in the spring, Cole Smith, that'd be the center, looked at him and said, hey, the last guy whose hands were under me were Joe Burrow." (laughs) They both laughed, and Will said, no pressure, right? Yeah, um, that's right, because Cole was a young offensive lineman at LSU before he transferred back to state. Tell you how old I am, as I played at state with Cole's dad, Brent Smith. A lot of people don't remember Brent uh, was... A great player and a high draft pick and played in the NFL for a bunch of years for the Dolphins. Brent Smith from Pontotoc, that's Cole's dad. I played with Brent for either one or two, I think it was maybe two years. And Brent was a great lineman athlete. Played on both sides. I think early in his career he was a defensive lineman and maybe switched over to offensive line late in his career at State. More bully. Says, please leave your Ric Flair impressions in the shower. I don't even do them there. I don't even know where that reference came from, More Bully. But I will say this if you're going to criticize my Ric Flair impression, you know, your previous texts, More Bully, to the um, Country Please and Text line show up and you sent in a picture of yourself shirtless in a red, white, and blue cowboy hat with sunglasses on at the pool. And I would say to you, leave that out also. Or at least crop it out. Just give me from the you know, the chin up. Just crop out the rest of it.
1: <laughs> double maul. <laughs> you see what I'm seeing, Beaver? Huh, I was here looking at it live <laughs> when it happened Friday at 322. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's pretty disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you say? Did you say double maul? Double mall, making an audible laugh. <laughs> making an audible laugh. I'm, I'm so pleased. I'm yeah. so pleased that you called him out about this. I mean... Because my thoughts... and I, I, I said this to Jake at the time, too. I'm like, okay, I got to believe by the looks of that that, because, you know, more bully has... It's a joke on Jake's show that I'm going to go over there to sw- to kind of learn to swim, because I'm not a good swimmer.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: But... Um, after that picture on Friday, I actually says, yeah, I'm not going over there because I got to believe that they're naked in there. <laughs> Nothing about that picture leads me to believe that either of them have anything on. Yeah. Cause I don't f- want, I don't want that.
0: I mean, there's a female in the picture. <clears throat> Is that his wife? Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. I don't know. I haven't had the chance to, to meet her more bully. What are you doing, man? He took a pool selfie. You notice that he's wearing a big chain around his neck, like Mr. T.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. Look at that.
0: Look at it. My man's more layers. My man's into the jewelry. (laughs) He texts us. He said, "Hater's gonna hate." (laughs) And then he says, "Friday is right around the corner." What's he talking? What's that all about?
1: That. That's his pool day, so the picture oh. is there's going to be another one. Okay. That's what I take that to mean. All right. He's going to keep assaulting our eyes every Friday <laughs> throughout the summer.
0: He said Friday. Friday's pool day at his house. Huh? <laughs> Look at that hat, though. You know, it's like one of these things is star-spangled banner, you know, straw cowboy hat. And a boy, more boy. You the man. We're just picking on you, I guess. <laughs>
1: But you know what I tr- I I try my best in life to be fair about everything yeah. and to be fair I also enjoyed him calling you out about the Ric Flair impression yeah, and it's I, not just you I that that that's been so overdone mm-hmm. that when I hear people anybody do it today
0: well I was it's, trying No to,
1: it's ridiculous I was
0: trying to think of something that would get the point across of how Zach is on game day the you know, celebratory – I said he's more of a cheerleader, but that's not true because he's like – he's super-duper intense, but I'm trying to – you know, it's like – what's the word I'm looking for? Jubilant intense versus angry, and I'm going to bite your head off intense like he is at practice. And the only thing that came to mind that would get that point across, Beaver, was to say Rick Flair and then do woo. But I can't, I don't pretend to be able to do a Ric Flair impression. Can I, help me, what else could I have
1: done? We'll come up with something. We'll come up with something. It takes a minute. There is, look, there's a guy you'll hear on these here radio waves, on this here station. He'll open up his show trying to, trying pathetically to do the Ric Flair woo to make (laughs) you think like there's all this high energy coming. And then he will just talk like this. (laughs) Oh. That's funny.
0: <clears throat> I think I brought this up before, though, Beaver. People at like graduations or, you know, events that go woo in the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they, honestly, okay, I'm just going to be honest. Most of the time, it's women who go woo. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. What is that? It makes my skin crawl. Like, you know, graduation. Okay? <laughs> I know we're tickled. But most often at high school graduations, for example, Bieber, what do they say at the beginning? Please hold your paws and cheers until the end. For everybody. And then they call little Matt Wyatt's name. Here goes Matt. And then somebody in the top row. Aunt so-and-so. Stop it. What leads somebody to want to go woo in a high pitched voice? I don't get it. Concerts. You know what I'm saying? Walks out on the stage and he hits the first, he just plays the first lick, the first chord, and the lights start flashing, Beaver. And what do people do? In unison,
1: thousands of women go, woo! (laughs) What are we doing? Okay, okay. Now, I, I'm not going to blame anybody for concert, you know, concert behavior. Matt? Concert so, behavior. I go back. The only other concert we've ever talked about is when you... Well, oh, I yeah. I can't remember who it is.
0: It was uh, Blake Shelton in Birmingham.
1: Blake Shelton. And you, <laughs> I've realized you just hate concerts, Matt White. <laughs> No, that's I do not. That's There's an issue. There's a concert issue here. I,
0: no, I don't hate them in the least. I cannot make myself get out of people-watching mode at a concert. Beaver, hmm. you're the kind of concert-goer I'm jealous of. You go, you pick one, you go to it, you like it, and you're immersed in it. You're a part of it. You're singing. You're celebrating. You're, you're a part of the atmosphere. I go, and it's like I have an out-of-body experience, and I can't help it. Every, hmm. It's like going to Walmart. I can't help but watch everybody. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Now, to be fair, exactly what you're talking about. But I, uh, at the Matchbox Twenty show, at, way after the Steak Face incident, Steakface. there were these, there were this group of probably five girls, and they were about ten feet to the right of me, and Rob Thomas, the lead singer of Matchbox Twenty, yeah, every. Every couple minutes, they were wooing. So I know exactly what you speak of. I
0: mean, Oh, hey, check it out, though. Did you see the – I don't even know how this popped up. We were thumbing through the phone on Facebook or something, and Mary Lady was sitting next to me on the couch. And this thing pops up, Beaver. I think it was Miranda Lambert was in Vegas over the last week or so, and video emerged of her stopping her show to scold – these people in the audience who were taking selfies during the song, did you catch that? Oh
1: yeah. I saw this. I saw this. Now yeah, let's I feel like we're gonna have two different reactions. Well, here. but so, what well, are your thoughts?
0: My thoughts, Beaver, were and, and we all had the same thought, like, what's the big deal with taking selfies during the song? It's not like they're interrupting the song. Who cares if they're turning them back to you? And what's your take
1: on it? Okay. See I thought you were gonna go. <laughs> she was absolutely right. They shouldn't be taking the selfie. I fooled you. My yeah, because my immediate thought was disgust at Miranda Lambert. Yeah. Uh, okay. Who do you think you are? Yeah, now, the really. answer is Miranda Lambert. You know. She, right. You're Miranda Lambert. You're 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 big. You've been out there for years, but come on mm. now. And I also saw uh, a little extra portion of news on that today. Apparently, these girls had paid like. Because they were down close. Yeah. They were VI, VIP-type tickets, and the number that I was given was these tickets were $727. My so at that goodness. point, if you've paid $700, take a selfie. Okay,
0: take as, all the selfies you want. Well, let me just say this now. Okay, this is my old man get-off-my-lawn approach on that. But if you pay $700 to go sit down close at a Miranda Lambert concert, you ought to be able to get on stage and take a selfie with her. Hmm. Okay. Really, if we're going to pay that to go see her, but again, Beaver, she's performing in Las Vegas, which if I'm, you tell me, this isn't like a one-time concert. This is an over and over. This is a nightly show. Or was it a big one-time concert? I think I, it was that,
1: just a regular tour stop.
0: Okay, tour stop. Okay, so it wasn't like at a casino. <laughs> Come back tomorrow night, and I won't take selfies. But anyway, regardless. What is she thinking? Calling them out for taking selfies. Let them take selfies. Maybe they, you know, what's the big deal? How long does it take to take a selfie too? And this is probably the one concert some of them go to all year. And we're going to call them out for taking a selfie. It's actually a compliment. They want a selfie with you on stage, you idiot. (laughs) Well, look, everybody can have a bad moment. And maybe Miranda just had a bad one. Uh, Chris, or Christopher, on the country, pleasing and text line, back to football, says, I think Woody Marks is going to get most of the carries, but Kevon Lee, that'd be the transfer, and Simeon Price are going to get a lot of touches also. This offense has a chance to be really special this year, and there won't be a nastier center in college football than Cole Smith, Dylan Day vibes. Yeah, okay, so the same sort of celebratory intensity and excitement that I was trying to describe for Zach Arnett on game days. And I touched on Rick Flair. Same thing for Cole. After a score, a big run, just look downfield somewhere for number 57 in maroon and white, and he'll be fist-pumping for sure somewhere. <laughs> He's into it, and I love it. Tim texts the show and says... uh, don't you think the air raid opened up running lanes for state? What is this? I can't. This is, uh, there's not enough punctuation, Tim. Uh, I want you to read over that, Tim. I started to just start reading it, reading it but I, can't f- I think there's some punctuation missing that keeps me from being able to know kind of how I'm supposed to read that. More bully text back and said, I love when the subject is me. <laughs> We get it. We know that. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have to tell me. Uh, Hoggile text earlier. He said, most liked Dan Mullen, but he wasn't 500 in the SEC during his stay. It's very hard to win. Yeah, Mullen's SEC wins and losses. It is. It is tough. Was he at 500 or close to it? You know, he had a couple of good years, too. I mean, that's the other thing about it, Hog Jowl, is, like, there's there's two different ways of being at or near 500, either at it or just below 500. One way is it's just that way every year, which is boring as all get-out, right, after a period of time. But another way is there may be a bad year or two. This is kind of the Auburn, the Auburn approach to 500. <laughs> there's a bad year or two, and then... All of a sudden, they're really good one year. A lot of excitement, and then back down, and then back up. You know, the whole Auburn roller coaster over the years with their football program. But you're right, it is, it is very, very tough. But on that note, some of the lack of respect for Mississippi State, which it just kind of it's every year, you know. It's more about the logo than it is the reality. But the numbers show that among the group that State competes in, they don't really compete with Alabama and Georgia, but the group that they compete with, State has more than held its own for a decade in the SEC. I'll tell you what I mean coming up. I'm Matt. Stick around. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right. Back with you. In the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. The Bureau. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. Comments on the live stream. Check it out. Ro Roshanna said, love that you're back on all platforms. Yeah, streaming it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Got it everywhere now. Really glad to be back. Thanks to you, Roshanna, for always watching and listening and commenting. Appreciate you and, and other folks like you who listen. Uh, Aaron said, what do you think State's record for September needs to be to have a great year?
1: Uh,
0: What? You, you could lose the LSU games to have a great year. But you certainly got to start 2-0. and you want to have a great year. In my opinion, I think you've got to start too. 0 um, Adele said, where do you think we'll finish? All the experts seem to think last. Well, you know, experts, well, we don't really have those anymore. I don't think they'll finish last. They never do. Pretty much every time they pick them last, they don't finish last. Now, Chuck texted the show and said that Mullen was thirty-three and thirty-nine in SEC games at State, so just a hair under uh, five hundred there in the SEC. Um. Oh yeah, we were um, the only is uh, The only quarterback who had two nine-win seasons was Dak at State. I truly believe Will is next in line. And we'll win nine games. There you go. There you go. Thanks for the uh, comments on the live stream. Good to have y'all. Good good to see you. Lance texts the show on the Country Pleasing text line. He says, you can tell it's a slow time of year. Y'all were talking about concerts, and we're all sitting around the bar watching a dog agility competition. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen those, too. A few weeks ago, we were eating at a restaurant in, in Tupelos, middle of the day, like for lunch, and we look up and all the TVs are on this. Yeah, dog agility. Yeah, it's that time of year. Uh Tim texts the show and says, Matt, do you think state's new offense will be harder or easier to defend by other teams? There is a lot in that question, Tim. I I think how about how about this answer? <laughs> and and you can just take it for whatever you think it's worth. I think it will be easier for them to prepare for, but I think actually harder to defend on game day. What do you think about that? Um, Because you think about it, really, in the three years under Leach, the offense was very, I would say, very inconsistent. From one game to the next, from one week to the next you know, one half of the season to the next, from one game to the next, and even in some games from one quarter to the next, right? We would say inconsistent. But very explosive and never out of it. You think about that comeback against La Tech where they scored, what was it, 20-something points in the fourth quarter, and before that, they were just kind of... <laughs> you think about that Auburn game a couple of years ago where you fall behind but by, by, what was it, 25 points? You're down 28-3. to Come back and win it. Score forty something unanswered. You can't do anything in the first half. In the second half, they can't stop you. You know this very inconsistent. So it wasn't a consistent thing. But so I think there will be more consistency in the offense week to week. I really do. A lot of that is because you're going to rely on things that are a little more consistent, which is running the ball some more, more variations in your running game, more variations in your pass game. But so your your offense in terms of scheme and how you lineup, and the sort of things you do is going to be more similar to the other offenses out there. So a defense is going to prepare for State's offense similarly at times to the way they prepare for the team the week before, and the week before that. So in terms of preparing for, schematically what State does, I think it'll be a little easier on teams. But I think defending it in the actual game is going to be a little harder. I really do. You got just, because of the element of the run, you're going to have a little bit more to you know, defend from certain down and distance. You know, from a preparation standpoint, State's offense under Mike Leach was kind of like the old Paul Johnson triple option at Georgia Tech. It was a one-off. It was the one time that whole year you would see it. It was the one time that whole year you'd spend one week preparing for it, and you either defended the heck out of it or it beat you. And there was no in-between. And same thing with that option offense. And... Um, so this is going to be a little bit more, probably even a little more in the coach's hands week to week from a game plan standpoint than just the players' hands, No, just to be honest with you. All right, uh, listen. There, much has been made about prediction season. Much has been made about prediction season, which is kind of where we are right now. This list, and we're ranking these teams, and here's my pick for the SEC West, and here's my list of the top five quarterbacks in the SEC. And the media at SEC Media Days on Thursday is going to put out there the media picks Georgia to win the SEC, and they pick, you know, Auburn to finish third in the West, and all this kind of, it's a bunch of. Is what it is. All of it. But, like somebody said earlier, what else are we going to do? Here's my thing. Y'all, see if you agree with this statement. More so than any group of people out there following college football, more than fans, more than players, more than radio analysts. <laughs> Media is influenced by what's cool and what's uncool. Which way the crowd goes versus which way the crowd doesn't go. Media is more influenced by that kind of stuff. By helmets and uniforms and logos and quote-unquote tradition. The media is more influenced by that stuff than any other group. Fan bases largely... Not all, but largely, look at numbers, remember games, remember plays, evaluate stuff year to year. I, I not always, but they do. But this media deal, I have said, I have used the term "mushy-headed media" before. It's <laughs> what it's like. Okay, it's like you could stand. Okay, let me give you an example. You could stand a group of media, quote unquote, sports media in front of you. Writers, maybe even some TV folks. Media, man. You can stand them in front of you right here. Okay? And you can be telling them numbers and stats and of something and things they need to know and learn how to consider you know this team in recent years and the way the programs have done this and that and, all. and then all of a sudden to the side somebody holds up a Notre Dame helmet and all those media go Ooh, gold. Oh, Rudy. And and before you know it, all 10 of those media are going to start going, Rudy, 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 rank Notre Dame in the top 10. (laughs) And they they quickly fill out their ballots. Notre Dame, ninth in the country. You see what I'm saying? I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. When's the last time Florida was worth a flip in football? But this group of media at SEC Media Days, right now, Kentucky's had more recent success, more consistent success, more first-round players recently, (laughs) or as many, and has beaten them and has recruited just as well. And you could stand 15 of these people in Hoover right now, stand them together and start talking to them about Kentucky, and they're going, yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. numbers, back it up, justify all the proofs, right? And all you got to do over here is hold up a picture of Tim Tebow and Steve Spurrier. And all those media go, they turn their attention and go, oh, wow. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Florida's going to finish third in the East. Let me fill out my ballot. Oh, yeah. Media, mushy headed media will follow whichever way the crowd is going. there's a crowd running by they just run (laughs) don't ask any questions (laughs) just go (laughs) remember that here's what here's why I'm bringing all that up here's what you need to know about Mississippi State in the last decade 10 years Mississippi State has won 7 out of 10 games against Arkansas. They've won 5 out of 10 against Auburn. They've won 5 of 10 games against Ole Miss. They've won 6 of 10 games against Kentucky. And by the way, are 10 of their last 15 against Kentucky. And have won 6 of their last 10 against Texas A&M, including 2 in a row. In the group of teams... State's played every year in the West and their Eastern Division opponent. State has not only held its own, but they've whipped a bunch of them. Arkansas and A&M included. Consistently. You want to individualize it? Let's individualize it. First-round draft picks in the last decade in that amount of time. Texas A&M, eight. Mississippi State, Five. Auburn 4, Ole Miss 4, Kentucky 3, Arkansas 2. You couldn't drive those facts into the head of the mushy-headed media with a sledgehammer. So when the picks come out, think for yourself, or better yet, ignore it. Stick around, we'll finish it up next.
1: Crave your sports. it's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger not here
0: because you've got man Wyatt oh I am starving don't worry he's got a menu full all right here we go Where were we? Let's see what we have. Let's see what we have. Okay, Jason in Flagstaff, Arizona says, Mullen's first three years at Florida were pretty good until Booster sabotaged him for not playing true freshman Anthony Richardson after he had about three explosive plays against, (laughs) Jason says, "Butt crack State and started comparing him to Cam Newton. Yeah. Is that what happened? I didn't pay that close attention. I knew something weird happened. He did get him to the title game in the COVID year, right? And had a great player in pits and a heck of an offense with Trask. Another high draft pick in Kadarius Toney, who's now a chief. Uh, Jason in Flagstaff also said, to answer Tim about State's offense, he said, I think this offense is going to make it very hard for defenses to sell out to stop the deep Pass if they put eight defensive backs in the field, six of them are going to be uh, greater. He said six of them, fifteen yards greater downfield. A running back is going to run run right up their noses for twenty yards. See, and that there's a lot of truth in that, Jason. Um, that's another big change that you'll notice is the way defenses line up against you for the most part, right? So the air raid is going to be in the air all the time. Uh, everything the air raid did was built off of principles of four verticals to threaten everybody down the field, to force defenses to respect vertical throws down the field all the time. And the one or two times they got out of whack and didn't respect it, you hit them. And state did a bunch. Look at Memphis. Look at Arkansas last year. Look at A&M. Look at, let's see, another example hit them down the field. Well, Egg Bowl. But also, most of the time, what happened, Jason? eight, you know, drop eight, keep everything in front of you. So the defense is way back there. Keep everything in front of you. You'd get draw plays. You'd complete underneath, and they'd see how much you could execute. It is going to be much, much different this year. Defenses will line up different. It'll look all out different. You get blitz more. You get more people in the box. Tighter splits, less time that they're backed up, and every now and then what's going to happen is you get that play fake. You fake that speed sweep. It turns. It looks like I'm going to give inside (laughs) – you know, right behind that speed motion. But instead, I pull the ball down. The safeties have come up and we throw it over their head. And now we got a 60-yard play. So you're going to have more of that going on. That is absolutely true. Hey, let me read you something. Now, it's not this year, okay? It's next year that Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC. They got good bands, by the way. For those that don't know, this is Texas's band. Their version of "Deep in the Heart of Texas." Let me read you something. According to Brett McMurphy, the horns down. Gesture will be penalized on a case-by-case basis in the SEC. How do you do it? Is this it? Is that is that Texas or is it? Do I put my thumb out? Isn't it like this? Isn't it, isn't it this? <laughs> Which is it? I don't know how to do the horns thing. Hold on, Google. Horns gesture Texas click. What's it look like here? What do I do
1: with the thumb? You don't do anything with the thumb. What do you does it just hang there or what? Picture yourself and this'll be easy for okay, you. Okay, that's it right there. Picture yourself at a Rob Zombie concert.
0: Okay.
1: I know that's up your alley. Uh, I
0: but, can't.
1: But <laughs> so no, Texas, it's a it's a loose version of the rock horns.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So it's like this. Okay, I'm looking at it now. So that's it right there. Texas hand signal. Well, this is horns down. Made famous by lots of people, including Will Bednar, College World Series MVP, a couple years ago. Well, boys and girls, they're not even here yet. And we're already talking about this. Quote from Brett McMurphy. There's a difference between a player giving a signal directly in the face of an opponent as opposed to doing it with teammates. All right. So, according to him, now, again, yeah, we're not there yet, but according to him, there's coming a day when Texas is in the league and we play in Texas. <laughs> like Will Bednar striking out 15 Texas hitters in the College World Series, and he's walking to the dugout and goes, boom, horns down. You wouldn't be able to walk up, okay, to somebody on their team or their coach and go, check this one out. (laughs) Horns down. You wouldn't be able to do that in their face, and you may get a flag. Do you agree with this? (laughs) Folks, they're not even here yet. Apparently, it's been discussed. Okay, because Brett McMurphy wouldn't be reporting on it unless – He'd gotten that info. They've discussed it. Hey, when we get to the league, you're going to let them do horns down. Because <laughs> we don't like horns down. Gummit. It's disrespectful. Well, and then here's the SEC. Well, okay, listen. Well, you know, if it's egregious and they... You know, they're right in your face. We're not going to let that go. Really? You're going to penalize that? Are you saying you're going to penalize? Yeah, sure. Okay, well, if it's egregious. You promise? Yeah, we promise. (laughs) Not even here yet. All I know is this. Texas fans, if you think you have been pestered over the years in the Big 12 by opposing fan bases and a hands-down deal, I mean a horns-down deal, you you have no idea (laughs) what you're about to experience when you get to the SEC. Let me tell you something. The players ain't going to have to do it. Everybody in the stadium, is going to constantly (laughs) be going, boom, in your face. See them horns? Them horns are down. I'm talking about the security guards. When you walk into the stadium, when the bus brings you there, are going to look at you and go, boink. (laughs) Little kids with their faces painted are going to look you right in the eye and go, horns down, Texas. What y'all going to do about that? I'm just telling you, if you, you, we hadn't even seen any of the horns down we're going to see <laughs> in a couple of years. Doggone texts the show in a country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves all around the Southeast. Doggone says on horns down, you tuck the thumb. Otherwise, it's horns down with the tail. Isabella texts the show and says, have you seen a three-horn Texas longhorn? <laughs> no, I haven't. It says you fold the thumb over, your two middle fingers that are folded down. Have you seen a three-horn longhorn? <laughs> no, okay, all right. So tuck the thumb. Do I tuck it inside the horns or on the top of the horns? Um Somebody texted the show and said, I just said in a message earlier that Texas needs to learn to be tougher in this division. Already whining about horns down (laughs) isn't (laughs) a good start. On YouTube, Danny says, heaven forbid we hurt the Longhorns' feelings. They've already killed two conferences, and now they're coming over to ours. Some people believe that. Chuck texted the show and said, if you're going to penalize people for making fun of some school's goofy gesture, shouldn't you penalize the use of the goofy gesture in general? Hmm. Well, see, Chuck, are you a lawyer? Is that lawyer speak? (laughs) Richard said thumb is in, but here's my question now. Okay, is it in on top or is it in under? I don't understand these hand signals. I don't even understand the need for them. A little goofy if you ask me, I'll be honest with you. Aaron texts the show and says, Will Rogers lit defenses up when they went man-to-man. He can definitely read the defense and call audibles to run what needed. I agree. He didn't see a ton of straight-up man, and just not a ton of it, except when they play Alabama, and Alabama and have the athletes to pull it off and just chew up your receivers and spit them out, which happened some. It happened to Auburn. Uh, Auburn did some of that, and he still beat him a couple of times. Uh, but you're right. Um, he can absolutely... You can absolutely throw it. Okay, Richard says it's over. So, so on the horns deal for Texas, you don't put, tuck it in there. <laughs> it's over like this. But it doesn't really matter if they're down because nobody can see it anyway. Oh boy, what a way to end it! According to Brett McMurphy, horns down gesture will be penalized in a case on a case-by-case basis in the SEC case by case. What about fans? Are going to penalize fans? I'm talking about stadiums of 70,000 people constantly horns down. <laughs> Just get ready for it. All right. Fun show today. Thanks everybody for the comments, the texts. Beaver appreciate you. Look forward to it tomorrow. Back tomorrow, same time, same place. We'll do it all over again. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. See y'all then. See ya!